Welcome to the PIO Podcast, a forum for all things public information related for police, fire, EMS, and local government. A place to grow and develop your public information skills. I am your host, Robert Tornaveni. I have over 11 years of experience as a PIO and 27 years as a law enforcement officer. I am proud to announce that we have partnered with the PIO Toolkit to expand and grow the podcast. Thank you to Christine Townsend and Law Publications for this amazing opportunity. To contact the show, email robert at piotoolkit.com. We need your feedback on how we're doing. Please rate us on whatever platform you listen or send us a review via email. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of the latest episodes. Thank you for listening. Sit back and enjoy the next episode. Good afternoon. Today on the PIO podcast, we have Joe Porcelli. He's a global public agency lead for for the Nextdoor app. Joe, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me here. Uh, I appreciate it and look forward to the conversation. Joe, so you've got involved in community safety back in 2004 after some tragic events uh, involved two of your friends. If you don't feel comfortable in talking about that, how did that motivate you to be named the Mighty Neighborly neighborly in the Boston Globe in 2006? Sure. Well, I'm a big guy and uh, I didn't really worry about my safety, right? People usually kind of left me alone and I've been fortunate that way. Um, But my roommate at the time, I was living in a neighborhood called Jamaica Plain in Boston. Uh, her boyfriend came home and told me, I just got mugged walking down the street. And it turns out my other neighbor was pistol whipped by the same two guys that mugged my buddy. And I did some research and found out that, you know, people were being mugged all the time walking home from the Metro Stony Brook tea stop in Jamaica Plain. And uh, when I did the research, I found out, you know, this was happening all the time and there was all kinds of other crime in the neighborhood and I didn't like that. It kind of scared me. And so, you know, I did some research and learned about, uh, you know, the neighborhood watch program at the Boston Police Department and brought some neighbors together at their direction to learn about, you know, what was happening in the neighborhood and how we can keep each other safe. And at that meeting, at the end of the meeting, um, someone suggested that we get together and have a neighborhood social so we can meet more of our neighbors. And after a year of doing these neighborhood socials, um, which also turned into neighborhood community organizing expos where neighbors created social activity clubs and community service projects that kept them together over time. Um, There was a reporter, uh, Adrian Samuels, I believe from the Boston Globe, uh, who wrote this article called Mighty Neighborly. And in that article, Tom Sander, who was the director of the Seguro Seminar for Civic Engagement at Harvard, said Joseph Porcelli has figured out how to keep people together after the threat is gone. And that's a challenge that lots of police departments face, right? Big crime, shooting, something like that happens. The whole community shows up. They're outraged. And um, after that, everybody dissipates. But what my neighbors and I did, and we, we did this all as volunteers, we just thought coming together and meeting each other. And by the way, at all these events, we invited folks from you know, the police department, from the mayor's office, elected officials, and just kind of convened all these resources. And we learned things like, you know, turn our front porch lights on and it's late at night, walk home together in groups and, you know, just look out for each other. And part one crime, part one crime started going down in my neighborhood. It's kind of how it all got started. Wow. Outstanding. 
So you worked with federal local law enforcement agencies from the Department of Homeland Security to the Cumberland, New Hampshire Police Department to uh, Boston PD. How did your work, to, uh, to, how did you work to increase safety in those organizations and improve the communities? That yeah, so serve? let me just clarify. I never worked for Cumberland. I'm not sure how that got in there. I forgot to correct that when you emailed me earlier. So just, just to set the oh, record okay. straight, I'm no sorry. problem. Um, so the work I did in my neighborhood in Jamaica Plain was effective. And Judy Wright, who is the director of the Neighborhood Watch Unit, uh, called me up one day after we'd worked together for some time. And she's like, hey, Joseph, we got an opening in the unit. You seem to be really enjoy what you do and you're producing results. Why don't you apply for the job? And I did and I got it. And so I went from doing database consulting and helping people, helping small businesses manage their contacts and relationships to trying to scale what I did in my neighborhood and other neighborhoods, which was a ton of fun for me. And I was successful. In fact, um, before I got to the police department, I think it was like something like 40 some neighborhood watch groups started every year. The next year it doubled and I was able to maintain doing about 40, 50 myself each year because I made it fun. I brought neighbors together, you know, in you know, wine and cheese parties in the Greenleaf neighborhoods and other neighborhoods when they're struggling with violence and just knocking on doors and saying, I know this concerns us all, let's get together. And it worked. Um, and then my work at the Boston Police Department started involving different technologies. Um, and from that, I wound up building the first social network for a city for the Boston Police Department in 2007, connecting neighbors to each other and police officers. And at the same time, my organizing I was doing or community building I was doing in the neighborhoods in my free time had a social network. It turned out both were okay, but when we combine them into one network, you know, crime isn't going to be on people's minds all the time. So it's all the other neighborly things that neighbors want to talk about in their neighborhoods was successful. But when something popped up, being able to talk about it and hear from their local police department, because we actually, the, the Boston police department was using our social network throughout the neighborhoods. Um, it was very effective. So uh, my contact at Ning, which was the social networking platform I used, um, heard from the White House liaison at uh, Homeland Security that they were that they built a social network on border affairs and uh, it wasn't quite going how they hoped. And they needed somebody with law enforcement consulting, because remember, I was doing consulting before and social networking experience. This is back in 2010. I was the only person in the country. So I wound up serving as the first community engagement strategist for the Department of Homeland Security. And I was stationed in Customs and Border Protection, actually helped them stand up their first Twitter account and ran the social network for them. And it really just needed some purpose and some good community guidelines and structure into how we were tackling problems. And if back in back in those days, um, you know, there was lots of concerns about violence spilling over from the border and, you know, ranchers who were concerned about, you know, things happening on their properties and communities who were concerned about, you know, people's well-beings as they were crossing. It was very, very complicated. And what we essentially did is just broke things down into smaller conversations and created some guidelines so people could respectfully go about, you know, there's lots of diverse opinions on this, but I made sure everybody's voice mattered and that, you know, we had a good constructive experience together. So that was that I think that was maybe more detailed than you were looking for, but um, no, that's no, this is exactly okay, what good. I'm looking for, Joe. So don't, don't worry about that. So, and I guess maybe my question would be, is this what became next door? No. So um, the founders of Nextdoor 
um, you know, had a similar idea. You know, the company launched in 2011. And um, when I first heard about Nextdoor, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Because at this time, I had to... I, I, I tried to actually take my model in Boston and shop it around the country. And I actually visited a bunch of cities and people are like, oh, I love your enthusiasm and passion, but no, we're not going to pay you a couple hundred thousand dollars a year to run a social network in our city. So they're like, we appreciate you. There's the door. Good luck kid. Right. And so I had to drop that idea. Um, and it was, it was, you know, it was my passion. I believe it's critical social infrastructure that every neighborhood and community, every government agency should be a part of. Uh, so when Nextdoor, when I saw Nextdoor starting to raise a lot of money and get bigger, I wrote in and um, turned out they knew who I was. Sarah Leary, one of the co-founders, was actually a member of the social network in Boston. And so that kind of opened up the door. She's like, I know that poor Shelly, bring him on in. And that's pretty much how I wound up at, that's the short version of how I wound up at Nextdoor. Okay, so but, for our listeners that don't know what Nextdoor is, could you explain it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Nextdoor is the neighborhood network that connects neighbors to each ever, to each other and everything nearby, including like small businesses and public agencies. So, you know, neighbors use Nextdoor for all types of things like recommendations to organize, uh, you know, gatherings to mobilize neighbors to help neighbors in need. One of my passions is shoveling and I encourage neighbors to shovel each other out during snow, snowstorms, that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's a, it's the neighborhood network where everything and anything you might need to know, want to do, want to create, want to take on, want to find out what's happening in your neighborhood. It just answers and solves all those problems for neighbors. And the good news is we have a free government interface next door for public agencies. That's the team I work on. And there I help different departments learn about next door. Uh, but my passion is really helping people be successful. And that's actually, you know, what the webinar on August 16th that I'm doing with Christine Townsend from the PIO Toolkit is about. It's the community-centered engagement plan for law enforcement, which basically takes all of the, the knowledge that a lot of our partners have learned and we've developed together. I've been with Nextdoor for eight years now and puts it into one comprehensive document that tries to answer all the questions that people ask us but also aligns with our values and policies as a company. So if you want to know how to be successful on Nextdoor, this, this document in the webinar will cover that. And we're actually going to have some great guests. Um, John Lee from Fairfax County, a mm-hmm. commander, Vera Clay, social media commu- um, coordinator from uh, St. Louis County, and uh, Greg Licamelli, director of Fairfax County government, because there's the, the, the plan shares what public information officers, district commanders, community policing officers, what the city should be, can be sharing to help increase safety across the municipality. So, and it's going to be fun too, because it's going to be, Christine and I are going to host, it's going to be sort of panel roundtable. So as we go through the concepts, you're going to hear from real practitioners that are actually using these strategies in the platform to make things happen. Excellent. So I think you probably just answered my next question. What are the advantages to public sector agencies utilizing next door. Yeah, well, there's some actual, there's some specifics that I'd love to cover here. First of all, is next door is all about real people, right? So when you sign up for next door, um, you have to give us your name and your address. And then we use uh, third party vendors to confirm that you actually are who you say you are. So trolls and bots, essentially, like, we, we, we solve that problem. It's real people, it's your community members on the platform. The other thing is that the audience is built in, right? So you don't need to, the community members don't need to fan, like, or subscribe to receive messages. 
from the public agency. If they have access, it's the public health department and they, you know, post out about, you know, I don't know, let's say like rabies in a specific neighborhood. Everybody that lives in that neighborhood can see that message, right? So you post on Nextdoor when you want to or you need to. You don't need to earn the engagement or you don't, you know, today is Tuesday. There's no Taco Tuesday posts on Nextdoor, except for the neighbors inviting each other over for Taco Tuesdays, but not from the public agency. So the, the you know, public information officers, community policing officers, there's so much on everybody's plate, right? Nextdoor is one tool. Nextdoor for public agencies is one tool in the toolkit that helps them reach lots of people in specific places, whether that's a police district, a beat, a ward, or any kind of service area that's essentially already there and built in, which is super helpful. The other thing is that staff are the only ones who can initiate communication. So let's just say you have next door and you're, you're a, you're a one person shop and you're the PIO and you get other responsibilities, right? The last thing you want is people mentioning you and coming at you all the time because you just don't have capacity to respond. But on next door, it's like walking into a community meeting. You open the door, you make your announcement, you say what you want to, you have to say, People have questions, you answer the questions, and then you can actually close that discussion down. So if you only post on Nextdoor once a week for some major incident or a crime trend you need people to know about, or a community meeting it's important to have people attend, it helps you accomplish that goal without adding other work, because there's nothing to moderate other than the comments people may put on your post or leave on your post. So it preserves your capacity and helps you be really effective and efficient with your time. Excellent. All right. So uh, something that you would ask me to follow up on is what is the community center engagement plan all about and who will it help? So um, as I mentioned earlier, the plan really tries to encapsulate all of the knowledge of our partners, all the experience experiments that we've done and put it in one comprehensive document that aligns with our policies and aligns with our values as a company. So if you're wondering, like, how do I measure if I'm being successful using Nextdoor? I've got a success um, framework that's focused around, um, actually, let me just pull this up. I was making one last tweak before it goes live here. Uh, Give me just one second here. So it's focused around awareness. Are people aware? So for example, one of the the polls here, are you aware of these services we provide? And the three services are like home safety inspections, safety presentations, including seminars uh, to seniors, houses of worship, business and parents, and communications about major crimes and recent crime trends. This is typically what people want to hear about on Nextdoor. And if you ask this poll once a quarter, and the number of people who say, yes, I do, or no, I don't, the percentage of it changes, it increases, that's indicative. Now, this isn't like scientifically, like a the head of research at a at a, a research department. So that's probably not scientifically like it's it, this is more indicators of how you're doing, but it helps you get a sense of, am I making progress? Am I moving the needle? Right. And so we also look at things that like satisfaction. Are you satisfied with our services? And then what's really important, this ties back to a question earlier is what makes Nextdoor different is you can suggest actions for people to take, right? We need you to turn on your lights. We need you to practice the 9 p.m. routine, right? We need you to put the window stops up on your windows so nobody can climb into your house. You can ask those questions and get a sense, are people actually taking those actions, 
right? And that helps you understand if you're successful. And this is, this is one of the really hard things about communicating on digital. Like, how do I know if I'm moving the needles? Am I, am I making a difference towards these business outcomes? And we've given folks a framework on how to do that. The other thing the plan offers is we have a content library and it goes through different disciplines from fire prevention to crime prevention to emergency preparedness. Um, I think there's almost 80 different posts, their templates that we've seen perform really well on Nextdoor that anyone could just go and take and customize, make their own and post. Because I know people are super busy, right? Like I actually tried to write this. So if I was new to Nextdoor or I wanted to do the best job I could, I could read this document and get answers to my questions, right? And so it's designed to just be really helpful and help people be successful. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. We've already defined how it's different from the other networks because you, you've got a lot of different things going on here. How do how if how does an agency, if they're not part of Extra right now, how do they go about setting it up and utilizing it? Yeah, so it's really easy to get started. You go to nextdoor.com forward slash agency. There's a little button there that says get started. You click it, you fill in information about your agency and yourself. We pre-verify every agency that has access is an actual agency and the person at that agency works there. So there, there isn't like you, you, you automatically have that check, if you will. And once you have access, you've got this document, you got the library, we have different training resources to help folks and they can hit the ground running, right? Remember, like if you're new to next door, you don't start at zero subscribers. If there's, you know, if you're a a small town and there's only, you know, 500 people in your town, you know, we're in one in three households across the country. So you've got a built an audience. I don't know. I stink at math, 200 people on there. You got 200 to communicate with, right? Or you can be in a, a major metro city and there's a couple million people on there that you can communicate with. So your, your audience is built in, you initiate the communications. You've got all these great best practices to help you be successful. Oh, and by the way, one of the things I forgot to mention is you can geo target your communications. So as a public information officer, you're probably going to want to send a message to the whole municipality, but maybe you're a district commander and you just want to let people in your district know. You can actually, by the way, if you're a public information officer in a larger county, you can say, Commander, you know, Commander Robert can only communicate to District 1. And the community policing officers under Robert's command can communicate in beat A, B, C, and D. And so they, you can you can assign based on geography and then you can geo-target. So in your district, if you've got 50 next door neighborhood networks, which are kind of like sub-neighborhoods, and you've got B&Es in one neighborhood, you've got Larcenies in another, and you've got, you know, like a coffee with a cop in another neighborhood, those are three separate messages to just the neighbors where those messages matter. I, I did like that. When I was at my previous agency, we used, I used to use it all the time, especially for burglaries, car, car burglaries, because you could just geofence it down to the neighborhood, which was really effective. Right. I mean, and that's really important too. I, I was, I was actually doing a training earlier today with Detroit police 
for a for um, a new PIO with that I'm, I'm working with there, and some and some of the folks on her team. And this, I've used this joke, you know, for people if you've ever heard me talk before, you're like, please, poor Jelly, don't say this, but I'm going to say it one more time. You're competing against the cute kittens of in, of the internet, right? And now like TikTok and all these new tools that just suck you in forever. Your message better be relevant, right? You've got to grab my attention. So if you're telling me about something across town where I don't care about, I'm not going to pay attention. But if you tell me like, hey, Joseph, in your neighborhood, we're seeing an increase in theft from autos from you know 2019 and older Hondas, I'm going to pay attention to that, especially if I have a Honda, right? So you have to be precise with your communications on Nextdoor. And fortunately, our platform helps you do that by geo-targeting and having that built-in audience of folks. So Joe, what's a takeaway that you'd like our listeners to get from this? Yeah, you know, you've got, there are lots of great tools out there. And Nextdoor is the tool in your tool belt that helps you reach the most people in specific places that the audience is built in, where you initiate and close the conversations and that you use when it's helpful for you to get your job done and better serve your community. All right, Joe, I, I like the way you sum that up. We're going to go into some rapid fire questions here now. Go All for right, it. Uh, texting or talking? Uh, text me first, always happy to have a conversation. Place you most want to travel to? Oh, any beach. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Absolutely not. A drink of choice. Oh, gosh. Um, what kind of drink are we talking about? You can do an adult beverage. Yeah, you can do anything. Um, you know what? I, you know what? All right. This is this is really strange, but I absolutely love it. Seltzer and tonic with a lemon and a lime. Oh. It is hands down one of the most refreshing things you can ever Interesting try. Interesting combination. I'll have to think about that one. Yeah. Invisibility or super strength? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say invisibility. And the reason for that is you can get a lot done by influencing and helping other people be successful. I like that. All right. Who inspires you, Joe? No. Um, you know, my dad passed away last year. So I'm going to say my dad. He taught me a couple things that are really important. Take care of your people. Take care of yourself. Um, and be outrageous and being outrageous is, you know, doing things people don't expect you to do. That's, that, that's really fun. And that, you know, doesn't hurt anybody. And those, those, those three lessons he taught me really matters. Excellent. Must read book in your mind. Um, it's by Christian Claytonson. It's called job theory jobs to be done. I may have just butchered the title, Um, But that's that is an incredible book that helps you understand why all the myriad of reasons that people buy certain products or others. And that's because the designers of the products understand the many dimensions of need and considerations that people make when they make purchases. So, for example, a reflection of that is, you know, this guide I wrote, it's it's long, it's comprehensive, but it really looks to answer all the questions and concerns people have. And a lot of people are thinking like, hey, next door sounds good, but I don't have any time. We've made it really simple to, to post on the platform. You've got that content library of suggested posts you could do that save time. And I've tried to make clear that, you know, if, if you're overwhelmed and you need to reach a lot of people in a specific place, post to next door when it's helpful to you, right? It's not, you don't have to 
earn that engagement or invest a ton of time to reach more people because the audience is built in. Excellent. Uh, name something you would eat for a week straight. Tacos. Ask permission or beg forgiveness. Beg forgiveness. <laughs> it's an interesting. Every, and, uh, that is, I've, do, I've done a lot of yeah, that in my career. It's always better so. to beg for forgiveness. All right, Joe, final thoughts. Anything you'd like to add? Well, I really appreciate uh, your time and Christine's time in helping get the word out there. You know, the, one of the things that I'm, I feel really grateful is how connected the community is and, you know, people love to learn and help each other out. And uh, it's been a real pleasure of mine and an honor to serve the folks serving our communities and be as helpful as I can. So thanks for having me. As your Thank guest. you. And Joe, how can people best reach you if they want to connect or learn more about Nextdoor? Sure. So um, again, to learn more about uh, Nextdoor for public agencies, go to nextdoor.com forward slash agency. Um, you can connect with me on Twitter at, at Joseph Porcelli, J-O-S-E-P-H-P-O-R-C-E-L-L-I. Um, and you can also just shoot me an email, joseph at nextdoor.com. And I will add all that into the show notes. And uh, Joe, thank you for coming on the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And I, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of the latest episode. If you are listening on a platform that allows reviews, please give us a review. We appreciate any review, good or bad. It helps us improve on each episode. Until next time. Be safe.